Yay! Ooh. Whoa! Christmas show that it takes us at least three months to recover. Uh, Christmas, New Year's, Gonzamas, whatever you want to call it, it takes the takes the wind out of our sails a bit. So we have to uh, regroup, you know, that kind of stuff. Move studios, that stuff. And uh, oh, 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 oh. Hey, and, hey, and hey. also be constipated. <laughs> oh wait, no, we'll get to that in a second. But you did relocate studios. It is. It's, we now operate uh, a dual Gonzo Studios South. So, Southwest. And deep in the heart of Texas. Although, I'm a little deeper. I'm in the blue heart of Texas. You're kind of around the chest cavity. Yeah, he's in the blue heart. I'm in the purplish area. You're in the, vein, you're in the thick, veiny penis of Texas. And if uh, those things were a heart, then yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, you said purple, and that's the only thing I could... Okay, never mind. There's, there's purple veins in your heart, too. Um, yeah, well, so. I, I'm, I'm a hama, so... Hama, hama, hama. Oh, so yeah, you relocated. Um, I did nothing. And um, we watched... Uh, some movies and stuff. We watched some series too, like uh, Star Wars Rebels turned out to be really good. That was a good one. I would recommend it over. Um, there's nothing wrong with uh, Clone Wars, but this is better than Clone Wars. Uh, although the, the, there is opinion. one connection between the two that you must watch for toward the end. I'm not going to give anything else away, but it totally redeems both the former and the latter of those series. I mean, I liked Clone Wars, but it got a little repetitive at times, and there's a couple really strong episodes, but you got to go through five seasons of it, and it can get a little old, yeah. but uh, this one's only a season in, and the whole first season was pretty solid. Yeah, no, it was so. really good. I'm looking forward to the next season. It feels, if you are out there, um, fans, uh, it feels more Star Wars-y. It feels more like the old Star Wars continuity than maybe Clone Wars did. And uh, that's always a good thing. It's Disney, man. As much as you hate Disney, it's just... I hate Disney, but they're, they, they are... As long as they treat Star Wars the way it should be treated, they can do whatever they want. They also make Marvel movies, and those are pretty good. So, you know, I know. I, it's just... Complaint. Oh, it's such a hard... It's just like, ugh. Oh. It's... Well, I mean, if it, keep, if it keeps George Lucas from writing the dialogue in them... 
then fine. Because that hurts. Well, yeah, bit. it's like they took Marvel and they made Marvel amazing. They have the Lego movies, don't they? I, I feel like they do. Um, they have. Oh, they probably own. They have Garfield and Friends, which is like the most wicked franchise. Okay, I don't know if they have them, but I mean, that was yeah, you're getting down. You're going down the ladder a little bit, but they, they seem I'm, to be doing everything. All I'm right. saying is that I'm waiting one day for that U.S. Acres turnaround. I know it's coming. God. Oh, maybe they'll bring back Family Dog. Yep. (laughs) So, no, the, uh, but they've so far done Star Wars swimmingly, and I can't say that as much as I hate Disney, damn it, they, they They give what people want. Um, and the album, you know, for the Star Wars aficionado nerds more so, all the rumors coming out about the new movie sound good. Uh, that stuff coming out about the standalone Rogue One sounds good. Yes, I mean, I mean it's just, if it's I mean, just, I mean, if you want to wait in between the the next trilogy, like so, you have a new one coming out, and it's going to be a part of three. In between them, you're going to get a movie that sounds like it's probably going to be a lot of uh, X-wing fighting and you know, kind of dog fights in space, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, and it's directed by Gareth Edwards, so oh, you know, there's it, that too. Well. Yeah, you got a Godzilla director on there. You got J.J. Abrams, who did, I think, did a nice job with the Star Trek reboots. Aren't the um, Russo brothers doing a Star Wars movie? The Russo ones are doing... I don't watch one they're doing. They're doing one of the standalones. Yeah, and, and the Russos yeah. are doing the next Avengers movies, so... Yeah, I mean, they're just... They're doing just the- oh, it's just all that talent. They just got everything. They got the guy... I mean, the new Star Wars movies got... Got the guy who wrote Empire Strikes Back writing it, so oh. yeah, it's gonna work. Man, it's oh. it's a uh, picture a Death Star with so, with with Mickey Mouse ears on it, and that's exactly what it is. Well, I mean, I guess that's badass. Be all right, but uh, you know, it's this could be technically this is the uh, we went from Welcome Back Car to Star Wars to well to a lot of Star Wars, but well, you know, so uh, we, speaking of, speak, <laughs> speaking of a Rogue One. Um. <laughs> oh wait, uh, I just gotta bask in that segue. All right. Uh, we we uh we picked up a movie um that I actually saw the cover of when I helped uh Gonzo Tim move into uh Gonzo Guy Studios Southwestish, and uh we north west so north north southwest that's. That's where I am. Studio North Southwest. When you're in Southwest, you're in South Southwest. I'm in North yeah. Southwest. But uh, I did it strictly for the cover and for who was in it. And um, <laughs> it's a doozy. Um, it, let me just. All right, we'll say this: uh, Lorenzo Lamas in the guy who played Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. I, that's all you need right there. I don't need, need to go much further than that. So, but let's go ahead and go a step further. Action buddy cop movie starring Lorenzo Lamas and Lamar from The Revenge of the Nerds. How does that even? It's getting better. And and, and it's not Lamar being Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds. It's a completely different character. And the care. And let's go ahead and ice this further. Lorenzo Lamas, the guy who played Lamar, and his character's name is Speedboat. Woohoo! Alright. No other name listed, just Speedboat. Can't resist anymore. It is Snake Eater 2! 
subtitle. Oh, subtitle. The drug. Oh, bus. the drug buster. I thought it was Snake Eatier. Snake yeah. Eatier. Uh, this is. You notice we said Snake Eater too. Um, this is part of a trilogy. As we were talking about Star Wars trilogies, this is part of a much, much worse. Well, I shouldn't say worse. Well, this movie's so bizarre. I'm so tempted to watch the other. I I already know. But, well, so uh, I already know. I want to see the third one um, because it's got Bam Bam, Bam Bigelow in it of WWF fame or E. And it still has Lorenzo Lamas in it, who can't act his way out of paper sack, <laughs> which in itself is kind of entertaining. And so, he doesn't pour a bucket of uh, water uh, all over his shirtless self either, so that's always good too. It's always a plus. Um, but just we'll get to all of this in detail here in a minute. But I'm just going to say a few things. Uh, rooftop wheelchair fight. Yeah. Uh, pizza guy and air vents. Yeah. Exploding toilet and. Oh. Uh, uh, Cocaine air ducts. So there you go. We'll get to all this. Oh, and my god. And fake giant eyebrows. Oh, fake giant eyebrows, and oh, there's more to it. Oh, and horseshack. Oh yeah. God so now you now you know why we played that at the beginning. Not only were we back. Oh oh oh. oh. But oh oh oh. <laughs> Sorry, Horshack. Quick, put your hand. Yeah, down. put your you take your take your Go hand ahead. out of your pants. Oh, 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 sorry, it's stuck on repeat. <laughs> it's a persistent. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, it is Snake Eater too. Um, no, we we pick. I should add that this is another one of those cases where if you go back and listen to the back catalog, which I'm sure you all have, you don't need to go back and listen to it because you guys have been plowing through it. Um, there's an instance where I said the music in Flash Gordon sounds a lot like Queen. And I was quickly informed that it indeed was Queen. <laughs> uh, this is a case where I said, that guy looks a lot like Horshack. <laughs> and then I was informed... In that fact, it is Horshack. I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> I uh, I put him down as that that one Jew guy. So um, it's not some anti-Semitic. It's just uh, that's what he looks like. I figured they had. I figured they had like a token one in this movie. And uh, he was. He's he's a Jewish looking gentleman. It's not a slight. He just you know if you said hey, you think that guy's Jewish or not? You'd say yeah, he's Jewish. It's just a guess. We'd say, oh, hey, he's Jewish. <laughs> you know, it's not a, it's not a slight. He's, it's Horshack, for God's sake. He doesn't. No, and he's torchy in this movie. We'll get to that in a second. All right, so um, get to the so much in this that you just want to get jump right oh, into it. So yeah. What well, uh, before we start though? Uh, is there anything else we need to recap? I kind of feel like we've been away for a while. Um, um I need. So we, um, I, one of our loyal listeners sent me a uh, comic. Um, he knew he, as you can tell, we both we both like Star Wars, and um, uh, I, I don't know where it goes as far as like you know who's gonna go down that nerd hole harder. But, um, <laughs> uh, it anyway, one of our listeners decided to take it upon themselves to send uh, me a comic. And Marvel has relaunched. Um, the Star Wars series 
and they basically started fresh. And so the Star Wars number one, I got a copy signed by the writer of it from uh, our longtime listener, Rod, um, one of the millions. Um, and so I just wanted to publicly thank him for that. I have privately thanked him for it. But, um, and again, for all of you others out there, um, you know, the bar has been raised. So, you know, feel free to send us gifts. It's fine. We take them. Um, we're not a charity, so you know, send them away. Uh, oh, and, we'll, and we'll have contests. Yeah. Uh, also, and I'll tell you what. Uh, we just started a Reddit page. Oh yeah. The so page. go to slash r Reddit. I'm going to submit a link right now. Uh, it's going to be real time. So you're going to hear me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Ooh, this is riveting. Yeah, this is uh, this is the whole we got the genius kid on the computer and the old lady sitcom mm-hmm. noise, yeah. where he just smacks the keyboard with his hands and pack the database. Yeah. Ooh. He's violently posting. The internet's not. Yes. Listen to him. I, 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 uh, I stuck the internet all caps hard. Yeah, he, uh, he just put something on Reddit with you know gusto. Yes. So. Yes. Um, and that'll that'll come out if you haven't seen it. Wait, wait, I, I have to page. submit. Oh, there it goes. There's the the gentle mouse click after the beating. All right. So go to slash uh, it's slash r Gonzo guys. I'm amazed that nobody grabbed it. Um. Yeah. So that's there, and we're gonna we'll blast that out through our social media outlets because there's just there's so many of you. We have to get it throughout through all channels. Now, so. uh, well, uh, we may have a contest. Uh, may revolve around either most uh, upvotes or 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 the best posted uh, link. Who knows? But go there. Whatever. Put put some links up. Whatever we feel like. You know. Yeah. If you've got like a favorite like movie magazine. Preferably a little underground. You want to post a link to that? That's good. Um, um, if you have a s- slide whistles music notation, Tim would love to see that. Um, links to see. I'm looking at getting the pan fluting too, so you know, links to that would be helpful. Yeah. Um, um, recipes. I always like a good souffle. Uh, recipes, YouTube videos, um, links to interesting movie posters, movies. You know, however you want to do it. And actually, Posters of Lorenzo Lamas would be recommended as well. Boy, yeah, we can use those. Anything you might want us, you know, if it's something interesting, we might throw it on our Facebook page, push that out to the millions. Think um, of it, and of course, you know, think you, of it as your garbage can for the internet, and we'll dumpster dive it every once in a while. Well, we're gonna pull through there and uh, see what see what comes out. <laughs> um, but yeah, throw throw whatever shit you want in there. We'll we'll sift it. And then, uh, you know, also feel free to, you know, bug us on Facebook or tweet at us or anything. We just need some interaction. And if you do, my God, we've got, I've got the Gonzo prize closet is just. So that's the last thing you, uh, you were here for South by Southwest for a day. Uh, and you, you got to partake in the craziness that was South by. I did. And, um, you know, like a good, you know. Of podcaster, I made sure to get a lot of free shit 
and it went right into the Gonzo prize box. So some things you get might actually be useful, like bottle openers or drink koozies. And, you know, of course, some of the Gonzo standby items, those who've gotten them know what they are, but shall remain a mystery to those who have yes. not. Uh, and also heavy, heavily corporate branded material, but uh, we're in the age of where nobody gives a crap about that anymore, so you might as well. I mean, you can get something useful with a brand name on it, or you can get something from the true Gonzo prize box, which, while interesting in its own sake, may not be all that useful. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I have a koozie collection, so... If you're looking to round out some things from your own koozie collection, uh, we got you covered. Yeah, and, and then likewise, if you feel you have a unique item that needs to be a Gonzo prize, contact, send it to us, and uh, we'll give it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. We'll take extra special uh, care for it. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what's going on. We, so we've been busy. We put up a Reddit. You got Reddit going. We got prizes. We've gathered prizes. We spread the Gonzo gospel at South by Southwest. Um, so you know the you know those deals are going to be coming in soon. So you sh- you should probably communicate with us while we're not big shots. So, you know how that or works. Or big-ish shots. Big-ish shots, you know, because uh, you know you know how it works in the podcast games. All fame, fortune, and power. Especially power. Anyway, especially power and. Uh, you know, enough power, you know, that we feel like we are ourselves uh, snake eaters. <laughs> Here comes Snakey! Uh, yeah, so uh, do we have anything else we need to cover before we dive into this? It, it was a nice fun. Uh, I got my green jello uh, reference in, so I'm, I'm ready to go. Green Jello. Now, or you, Jelly. Green <laughs> Jelly. I'm sorry. I got the album before they had to change your name. Okay, good for you. I was like to say, I, boy, that's a. I haven't thought about that song in a while. Well, I, I mean, there, there is that one, but then there's also, here comes Sna- Snakey. Yeah. <laughs> here comes. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive into this this film because I think that's these folks. We've whetted their appetite enough. Yes, they deserve <laughs> snaky it. indeed. Okay. All right. So, Snake Eater Two: The Drug Buster. Um, as we get closer to this hit in the air, um, it'll pop up on Facebook. The cover. Yes. But not too close. It'll probably be like Friday morning or something, just so, you know. We don't want to give away the, you know, we want some anticipation. So, uh, anyway, it's a sweet cover. That's why we picked it up. Uh, you got Lorenzo Lamas. You got, um, oh, criminy. Guy who played freaking Lamar. Larry B. Scott. Larry B. Scott, thank you. And on top, you got Ron Polio, who is Torchy, who is Horshack. He's in it. And I think that's about all we can care to name so much. Um, so, uh, what is this movie's just puzzling? It's entertaining and puzzling. And um, well, now, now first all... off, um, you since it was a VHS tape, you you pretty much popped the tape in and and worked your magic with it, right? Um, I made it viewable. Within my right as a private owner of the VHS tape. Now, because of that, you also had you also taped uh, some very tasty looking oh, uh, trailers. 
Oh my god, I forgot. I, usually, now this is just the Gonzo guy's best practice for all you out there. Um, when watching a movie on VHS, you should just let it play from the beginning, FBI warning and previews included. Mm-hmm. Uh, because well, just it makes it better and sometimes you find other weird movies. So, uh, so um, the first trailer, I was wondering, I remember seeing that, uh, that clip uh, Gene Wilder before, but I forgot that what movie that was. But there's a Gene. There, um, there's I, like some Gene Wilder movie where he was trying to get pregnant or, or he's trying to have a baby. Sorry about that. That was the, the Gonzo player went ape. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I have actually seen it's the Gene Wilder movie. Um, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. We'll, I'll get the title for you. But I actually saw that movie, and I think I saw it in a movie theater. Oh wow! For whatever. Um, oh, here we go. Let's just you know, let me give you a little taste of the preview. Here are some exciting coming attractions from Paramount. I still think that's always bitch exciting. Duffy Bergman. There we go. He's a man's man. <laughs> Is this produced by George Harrison? I don't know. He's a lucky man. Can you please tell me who the Bulgarian bear wrestler is who made it? I'm the Bulgarian bear wrestler. This is delicious. Since you don't love me, then just tell me you don't love me and I'll get out of the way. Get out of the way! He's a man whose biological clock can watch one of those. is about to go off. 26 million couples a year have difficulty in conceiving. Oh, what's, your, what's happening here? It's an auditory monitor. Oh, I thought maybe you were lonely. <laughs> okay, so oh, yeah. we're not going to go through that. Long trailer, but um, I don't. I'll tell you one thing. The first thing I think of when I see Gene Wilder, especially in this era, in his age in this movie, is not Ladies Man. Um, I like Gene Wilder. He was in Blazing Saddles, for God's sakes, um, and he was in Stir Crazy, which is also a fine movie. Or um, Frankenstein, but we'll stop. But we'll stop there. And uh, so uh, let me go back and see what the heck the name of this movie is. Ooh, you guys might just have to. Okay. Um, Funny about love is the name of the movie. Oh, God. It's the eighth. And uh, and it's basically he can't, he gets, finds this woman of his dreams, but they can't get pregnant. It's his doing, so he has to wear like ice underwear. And I should note the very beginning scene of the uh, the trailer. He's like lifting weights in the gym, and this girl comes and just takes his shorts off and throws them over top of the bar. Yeah, because that happens. Um, because that happens, and it always happens to Gene Wilder. Uh, that's why I so, tie mine up, because it happens every damn time I go into the gym. It's people pants you and take them and put them up there. Strangely um, enough, I so always think that you're involved, because I always hear a slide whistle while it's happening. <laughs> well, anytime somebody's pants come off, there's always a little... <laughs> yep. You know, that happens. And um, I think I, I think we got the slide whistle just before our hiatus. So this is the official Gonzo slide whistle. It is the unofficial uh, fourth member of Gonzo guys. So um, treat it with respect. It's um, not our Yoko of Gonzo guys. No, it's. If I anything, think we know who our Yoko is. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so. Um, Gene Wilder uh, wears ice packs on his balls. That's the only thing I remember. 
and it's a it's a romantic comedy and he can't get her pregnant yada 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 and i think if i remember right in the movie they eventually have a baby and everything's fine it so, would seem that that's go. how it would end because it's such a wacky happy looking movie a lot of like major actors for that time in it. Not major. Major's not the right term. There's a lot of regular like they show up in every like Penny Marshall movie. Now that said, that said, uh, the next Uh-oh. movie, hell yeah, oh god, made for TV all the uh, way. A made for TV movie dramatizing the events of the Northridge earthquake in 1989. Yeah, called After the Shock. And it's dramatization of various rescues and things that occurred mixed with live footage of like the World Series people talking about the the earthquake happening and then interviews with the actors yeah. talking about how dramatic Sorry, Jack Scalia. Is. Oh. Anyone alive in here? Oh. Let's see if I can get back to the end. Most importantly, Rue McClanahan is trapped! Oh, here we go. Oakland, it will be Bob Welch, and there's no designated hitter in effect in the National League Park. Let me turn that to October 17th, 1989. The damage is very, very serious. An earthquake of 7.0 magnitude rips there's the that voice. Death and destruction rocks San Francisco. The police and fire department overwhelmed. A community bands together to save each other. In this true-to-life docudrama, Jack Scalia plays... What these people did is beyond anything that I could comprehend. Is to basically put their lives on the line every second. Director Gary Sherman went to great extremes to ensure authenticity in recapturing this devastating event. This film is a real document of what happened, and we're trying to keep it as close to the reality. Or we could just watch news footage. Rue McClanahan stars as Sheriff Cox, a woman trapped under tons of debris. It takes courage on both sides to make it, not just the rescuers. I think the rescuee also has to be extraordinary. <laughs> okay, there's enough of that schlock. Um, Two, with a capital S-C. Man. That had to be on the tail end of them making those made for TV docudramas. Those really felt, when those things fell out of fashion, they fell out hard. Um, they started becoming lifetime movies after that. Tim, um, what, do you, what do you think about maybe them doing like a Ferguson docudrama? Oh, God. You know, if you took Ferguson and put it back in 1989, That's what it would be. you would get yeah. one. And uh, anyway, so that's called After the Shock. Um, I don't even, God, I got hell. I, I don't know if I could watch that just because I just don't think I could. And I'm trying to figure out who the main actor is. He obviously was somebody. I think he was on a show or like a, like maybe he was on Melrose Place or Jack something. Jack Scalia? Where's Jack Scalia from? What did he do? He was obviously a TV actor. Ooh, well, let's just we'll put this in. Wait, hold on. Uh, to the computer hey, talk tell us and, and such oh yeah I'm gonna get up I'm gonna get out my Leonard Malton movie guide um and take a look Jack Scalia is known for what now the, the guy that got top billing is Nicholas Zanavakovich as himself that uh, doesn't count uh he's known for the rift 
The flag, revolution, neighbors. Uh, uh, all right, let's go older. Thing. Let's go older. Point man. Go back to the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Dallas. He was in Dallas. Remington Steel. Uh, oh, yeah. I like Remington Steel. Devlin Connection. He was in Remington Steel with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Behringer's. Okay, so he's an 80s TV drama guy. Okay. Rue McClanahan seems an odd choice. Uh, was in a TV series called Tequila and Bonetti. Oh my god, he was on Tequila and Bonetti? I have never seen that. I can't believe you remember I, that. I, <laughs> Listen, I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid. And I buy a lot, I mean a lot. Anything that was on, if it was on 2 in the morning, I've seen Renegade, for God's sakes. And that show's almost unwatchable. Um, speaking of Lorenzo, yeah. Renegade is awful. Oh, God. Uh, I used to keep my TV on as a kid. I had a little black and white TV, and I would keep it on because I didn't like the dark when I was a kid. If Renegade came on, I took my chances with the darkness. Wow. That's like, I know we talked about it before, but I remember being in, in the basement and I could never ever watch the opening of Unsolved Mysteries. That it could just it was too much. Or what about do you, do you remember? Um, oh, what was it? Friday the Thirteenth, the TV show. Ooh, was that with the? They're in like a like a or sepia, not sepia tone, but like chroma, black and white, gray, kind of no, like no, no, that forest. Was, that, was, that was that was Tales from the Dark Side. Oh yeah, Tales from the Dark Side. And it was like a sepia tone neighborhood, and uh, yeah, like a black all forest, those shows. or like yeah, yeah. It, I found that when I was a kid, that coming on late at night was counterproductive to. I need to write a BuzzFeed so. article of the top ten shows you couldn't watch in the dark in the nineties. They're opening in the dark, like their their show, not the the shows themselves, because really, the only thing that was creepy about That's Unsolved Mysteries was the, like every once in a while they did aliens, but then they also had the updates, which was really creepy. But like, uh, need we need like a BuzzFeed? Oh, we, we need like a BuzzFeed top ten show openings you can't watch in the dark. Um, but it, that said, show openings I couldn't watch. Just put Renegade on there. Well, I would also yeah. I would also throw it way back with Darren McGavin and Kolchak the Night Stalker. I'd throw that one out there too if you haven't seen that one. That opening was creepy too. What was that show? There was a show that was on late. They used to show music videos. And uh, it's called BT's like, Uncut. No, it was on. It was like oh, it had a creepy opening, but it was all it was is a music video show for like pop music that they showed on regular television. It was called like Midnight Highway or oh, crap. Twenty minutes with crap, Kennedy? crap. No, scary. Some murmur, some murmur, All right, well, I'm gonna have to consult our correspondent on this. I bet he'll remember what's called Night Flight. That's what it was called, Night Flight. Oh, remember no, that? I don't remember that. Oh, I wa again. I watch. I should just. I watch so much TV. So I, I got my love of techno music from MTV's Amp. So that's a that's that's one little thing there too. But I watched a lot of 120 minutes too, but it really didn't. Have, you know, that was beyond. Headbangers ball. All right, we're reminiscing way too. All right, so I'm cutting it off at headbangers ball. All right. All right, we've gone off on a tangent. So we watched after the shock was a preview. Then there's a movie for this like borderline softcore porn murder mystery movie. Um, 
deep. In Too Deep, which kind of rings a bell, but I think it's just because there's another movie with a similar title. Yikes, Rocky. Um, I, I put Yikes, Roxy Carmichael. Oh, God, and then uh, Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael, again, which I've seen. I haven't seen that. Um, I don't want to see that one, but it looks dumb. Yeah. It's, it's Winona Ryder. Being Winona uh, probably being Winona Ryder, where she's kind of the outcast kid, probably right around Beetlejuice, maybe a little bit after. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right around that time, because this movie is 91. Beetlejuice is 89 or 90, I think. So. Uh, anyway, that leads us to our feature presentation. Da, 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 da. Oh wait, no. Uh, no, we need a better. We need a better one for that. That Mike Mike uh, was not that good. Oh, here we go. Hang on, hang on. We'll get the trail into Roxy Carmichael, and then we'll get our feature presentation. Oh, and Jeff Daniels is in it. Of all things. She thinks Roxy is her mother. Winona Ryder. God, I want to kiss you so bad right now, Dinky. It's good to watch things. Jeff. Can you do Ooh. one oh, and then I'll oh. do one? All right. Okay, that works. All right, so this is welcome home. This is take one. I caught her trying to barbed wire her room last week. It isn't funny, Les. Yeah, Les. All right, here we go. I don't know if we're gonna get it. This is their feature presentation. Oh, I, I got have, I may have. I may have. I may have overpromised it. Oh, never mind. No, I didn't. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. All right, all right. Sorry, I have to. I have to <laughs> whip out the trump card. Yeah, play the trump card. Play. It. Oh wait, 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 wait. Here we go. don't get that i feel sad for you oh that always oh. Got me up. oh man that was always like the thing they showed on saturday nights before they premiered their new movie i know i mean it's just uh, uh, I was like, uh. and then like this little, little uh model town that it kind of zoomed like a pan flying shot in and then all of a sudden it flew up and the hbo came up and it zoomed around and made lights yeah and, it was like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. It shows your own and then, then it show. i don't care i don't it's just oh mm. And then it came up, and then it told you if there was new Dana. <laughs> exactly. And then I changed the channel if it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it 
typically those are the, they use that for the real Hollywood movies so that the truly, you know, stuff, you know, young boys would stay up for would not be at open. So like, so this would be like, we're premiering funny about love starring Gene Wilder. All right. So next year we're going to do a 16 team bracket of feature presentation openings for our March Madness. (laughs) I mean, HBO is already going to win. 16, whatever even number, (laughs) whatever even number. There are of feature open feature presentation openings. Yes. So there's got to be like a Paramount, a Sony, a Fox, HBO. There's probably a Cinemax one. I don't, I don't know because we didn't have Movie Channel, uh, Stars. Hmm. Um, Both, and it can either be music. If you know of some, send them to us. Post them on our page. Okay, so we'll have two brackets. We can we'll either- have cable television, and then we'll have like '70s movie theater. And we can it can be movie theater or movie company. Yeah. But feature presentation music, so okay, you can say it in the thing, or it can just be music like HBO. Then we'll bracket that out. If there's ten, there's ten. If there's eight, there's eight. If there's sixteen, great. I mean, HBO is going to win anyway because that you just can't fucking top that. Oh. HBO's the. I mean, it basically HBO's the Kentucky of the yes, bracket. Yes. Yes. So I, I mean, I'm all for going for the young upstart that is like the the. Maybe there's one out there we don't know about that's fantastic, so we'll have yeah, to like, see. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, so like, uh, Hulu has a great feature, feature presentation song, but I don't know. I would dead. Man. All right, so I'm, I'm pumped up. now. Okay, so we did our feature presentation. It is now time to enter the snake eater. <laughs> so that sounds bad. But uh, anyway. so, so after getting all pumped up. Uh, um, okay. Presentation things flown over the house. Okay, Lorenzo Lamas. He's got names. Tiles are cool, uh, and they don't fuck around either. Speedboat's there, and it's like they go, they get, they get right into plot. I'll yeah, it's like gospel music so, after school stuff, right? And then like there's a group of people doing Running Man's, and then there's like uh, there's like ninjas there, of course, because it's the '80s. So everybody loves the Last Dragon. So. Uh, and then let me just here give you a little bit of the music here. Oh well, here's, it's in Let me see if I back up a bit. There. Oh no, damn it! Roxy Carmichael keeps co-opting my player. Stupid Roxy Carmichael. And I should note this is both the opening and closing song. So. Oh. A lot of Nike product placement. Anyway, there it's a bunch. It's a youth center, and they're all kind of perfecting some kind of um, their dance team. So there's some people doing some jump rope variations. There's a karate team, obviously. Um, there's some regular dance crews, and then the man organizing all of this is Speedboat, as it is his community service. Because apparently he was a drug dealer of some kind. Uh, they never really. Yeah, they're like um, he's, he's a good on the down low on that one. He's so, you know, he's a, he's a good-natured drug dealer. He's not a kill you kind of drug dealer. So, anyway, um, he's in there and uh, soldier, whatever his, what's his name, Frank Soldier. Is that his name? Is freaking his name Soldier? Let's just go with that. Soldier Kelly. His name is Soldier. God damn, that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> it's not even his last name. His name is Soldier, and he was a soldier. That which uh, we know. His name is Soldier. Uh, oh. His name. Is soldier. Oh. Uh, there's 
So for those comic nerds out there, there's a character called Mr. Miracle in the DC universe, and his name was he, he was an escape artist who became a superhero, and his name was Scott Free. Wow. Because he got out. Wow! I was slow to the party on that one. Oh, isn't that great? But uh, anyway, so Soldier Kelly is a soldier, but now he's a cop. And he's keeping an eye on Speedboat's after-school program. And, oh God, it doesn't even... To a certain extent, the plot of this movie doesn't matter that much. All you gotta know is that Soldier Kelly's got a penchant for... Um, murdering drug dealers without due process. It pretty much like I, I, I spare like murdering drug dealers is his drug, and it feels like that that he had like a little taste, and he's like, ooh, I have a chance to murder somebody without without, and like so he starts out, and it's like he's like more he's more mad at the the beat cops, who like or the or the investigators who are like we can't do anything, sorry, and he's like I know who this is well, and. Trying to bust the kingpin, but they, they don't want to bust anybody lower on the chain because they are they want to get somebody who will take them to the boss. Yeah. Soldier Kelly isn't having it because yes, the, exactly. the bad <laughs> the bad drug dealer is selling lace stuff and it's killing people. Mm-hmm. So whatever. And did they ever tell you what the drug was? Boost? No. Uh, just, I think it's called either boost or something they, else like that. Yeah, it's some made-up drug, because God knows you couldn't say cocaine. I don't know. It's a trademark. Yeah, they, but they, anyway, they it's cut a it with rat poison, because I don't know why. They cut it with rat poison because they want to kill everyone who uses it instead of addicting them. It's just bad drug business across on top of everything else. Yes, but it's bad well, drug Lorenzo Lombus uh, offers up the most simple solution um, before he actually goes on a murder spree. He, he tells Speedbook to stop he, doing the shit like it's popcorn. Yes, and uh, let's see if we can uh, let's let's get him counseling, Mister Speedboat. In fact, I'm gonna let me just uh, adjust. I'm gonna open our secondary Gonzo player. All right, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead and keep recapping, well, and I will queue up a little bit. Mister Mister Lamas is fine. That's being. I was gonna. I was gonna I said, enjoy another drink. I said, let me be right back. I said. I said this being as for all you people all right. out there. Entertain the people out here, uh, but and here we got speedboat. Okay. I'm gonna give you a little taste of Lorenzo Almas and Speedboat. Nobody's listening. Well, I got some business to get into. Please inform Johnny Law that I waited as long as I could. Once tell yourself. Oh dear. <laughs> Hey, I word on the street is you got your bag taken away. Is that true? Well, yeah, it's true. Speedboat, very true. So now you're not Johnny Law anymore, you just Johnny. Speedboat, you're a pretty perceptive guy. There's more to the story. Like what? Like, uh, I'm only under suspension. Next week I get my old job back, and I become Johnny Law once again. I knew that. I knew that, man. I knew that. You let me finish my story. Because I'm saying, this guy walks up to me and says, hey, you know that cop soldier? He's a pig. I said, nobody says that, man. They said, you keep talking, and I'm going to kick you with a good long switch. And I'm going to kick his ass for you, man. For me. For you. Because you're a very, very dear friend of mine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me stand around on the wall. This is me, Craig. 
I appreciate the kind words, people. Now remember, I am still in charge of your community service program. According to my calculations, you still owe us another 11 days to get this event completed. So, unless you want another Anyway, that's Lorenzo Lamas talking to Speedboat, and I should note he's wearing a shirt that says Snake Eater. He's pretty much advertising very and very high waisted jeans. Granted, it's 1989, so I guess that's normal, but oof, goodness. Anyway, so there's your your banter. They're going to end up being you know fast friends and buddies, uh, you know. Because they both hate the drug dealers. Because uh, Speedboat sells real drugs, not the kind of kill people and mm-hmm. such and such. <clears throat> and so he's doing his community event. Somebody dies right around the community event. Um, soldier gets ticked that um, they died. And uh, so the, the beat cops say, we're not going to do shit. Uh, soldier goes home and promptly gets his suitcase full of grenades and C4 out. Because... <laughs> Because you don't want to do with it. You know, it's just such a hassle using actual guns. You just want to blow everything up. Well, and they make sure that it's a C4 plastic, just in case you're wondering uh, what it is in his his locker, his foot locker. Now, I know it's a complicated trilogy, and I shouldn't have jumped in the middle one, but maybe that would have explained why he had a case of C4 and hand grenades. Uh, which he then proceeds to go down to the little drug den, um, and uh, he basically just starts murdering drug dealers, throwing hand grenades, blowing up their doors. Um, they got one of those little doors where they open it up and ask for a password, that kind of thing. So uh, anyway, he kills a bunch of drug dealers, and he's subsequently arrested. Yeah, so you're like, wow, that was a fast movie. And that's the end of the movie. No, not really, because he goes to court. <laughs> that, and, and, and a nerdy pendulum that's representing him. <laughs> oh, and God, what's it? Shapiro. Here we go. Shapiro, because you can't. You have to go that name. Yeah, I've got new. You know, that's um, another Lorenzo Lamas singer. He's. Like, I got news for you, Shapiro. <laughs> I'm guilty. Let's get a little bit. I'm right there with you. So let's just get a little bit of their interaction. <laughs> I mean, you might nod your head every now and then, for Christ's sake, just to let me know you're alive. How about it, pal? Give me a hand here. I've got news for you, Shapiro. I'm dead. What? Isn't that Shapiro? It's court appointed. Soldier refused legal counsel. Six years on the course and all that heroic Marine State bullshit. I should note that Shapiro kind of looks like Emo Phillips. Uh, I take Emo Phillips over Shapiro. Oh, the of show is to plead insanity for his client. Yes, uh, which I did, which I did not see coming. Um, and on top of that, he successfully, at least semi so, gets him remanded to a uh, mental health facility and uh, until he can be further evaluated by state mental health experts. Um, and this is where the movie takes an odd turn. Not that Ari didn't take some odd turns. But it was but... a happy turn. So he gets put in the the, uh, the, in the funny... Whoa, oh, that? Sorry. We got some... We got invaders coming in. Um, 
So he gets put in the in the little funny farm in the city, and he is promptly surrounded by a a gang of friendly, uh, mentally ill gentlemen. Not unlike one flew over the cuckoo's nest, which I knew this movie drew through. Ooh. It is a lot like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He's in. Oh my god, this is. Ugh, that makes me. Oh. <laughs> I just heard your soul die a little bit on air. He is basically Jack Nicholson at One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. He's trying to get it. He's in there to get out of going to jail. Um, meanwhile, he's he's be, starts becoming friends with local guys who, um, local guys. the local guys, and one of whom is Horshack, uh, one of whom is a minister, an old TV evan, not old. He's a young TV evangelist who. Apparently, overtly, got, apparently he's overtly this, sexually obsessed because satire of the eighties, nineties, early nineties, yeah. early nineties, whatever. So he's, he is the Jerry Falwell, um, whoever the other guy name was. Tammy and oh no, he was. I don't think the Bakers were that. They were just embezzling money. Oh, okay, um, okay. Well, that's acceptable. Um, no, I can't remember the guy's name. It doesn't matter. He's a TV producer. Anyway, the guy's like sexually obsessed, and he starts talking about women. He starts talking about boobs, and he goes crazy. And, uh, then there's a guy named Torchy, uh, who apparently made an appearance in the first Snake. Yeah, Eater. I forgot what he, I don't know what um, he played in the first as one, Torchy. but he was he was Torchy. He was the same character, so we don't quite know how he shows up in this one. Uh, there's Torchy. Um, and Torchy just basically sets stuff on fire all the time. And then there, Hence did, did you already talk about the old, like, smart guy, the computer hacker guy? The old smart computer hacker guy. Yeah, the guy with the glasses and the hair. Oh, okay, no. Yeah, there's a guy in there who's kind of like an accountant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he got in trouble very... for, like, computer stuff. Oh, he, he got mad at his employer, so he launched a computer uh, virus against them. So, which apparently which qualifies you as insane, apparently. Um, Apparently, so anyway, he's you can, in the claim, can claim insanity for a lot of things these those days. So, to get back to where you're talking about how Torchy was in uh, the first one and the second one, it looks like Lama start, yeah. and this is from the Wikipedia page because 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 that Lama's <laughs> um, <laughs> also starring two sequels to Snake Eater: Snake Eater Two, The Drug Buster, uh, comma which entered production. Before the first film was released, and Snake Eater three, so they already greenlit a sequel before the first one was even like released. Who the fuck has this kind of uh, money to bowl around? And can I get their phone number? Well, yeah, keep in mind, eighty nine probably was the peak of straight. To, that was probably when they started figuring out they could just release movies straight to video and sell. It was, it's the golden age. So they were probably, they were probably loading up the video stores with these turkeys. Huh. And maybe given it to release somewhere, but this was the dawn of hey, I never saw this movie come out in theaters, and it's like you're right because it sucks. Oh, hey. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and of course, oh, oh, oh. hey, stop it. So Horshack is is Ron uh, Palio. Let's talk about this guy. Uh, um, yeah, Ron, Ron Palio, and he's Torchy. Let me give you a little taste of them at the table with his new. This is Ron Zalamis with his new friends. How do I get out of here? You gotta play the game, soldier. What game? The game. Showtime, Sydney. Lunch. All right, weasel. Yeah, you know, all this change supposed to make him hungry. 
Hey, thanks for your... Is your man ready, Sidney? Don't worry, we'll be there. Good. Because so will we. <laughs> anyway, the, the, guy, the man with the plan is Sidney, and then Horshack was the one thanking him for the Chinese food. So, Ron Palil, Horshack. He's dead. He, his, he died in the last couple of years. But he, start, he started his uh, own summer theater at 14 in Connecticut. Yeah, I mean, he was an actor through and through. Um, and he was, he was on a very beloved television show, as you heard at the beginning and throughout. So he was on Welcome Back, Cotter. He was also uh, in uh, Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part 6. Oh, he was in that. Why I remember that, I don't know. But yeah, he's in that. So he's getting work. Granted, it might be B-movie level, but man was working. He, he also so. played, the, he also played the voice of Rubik, the amazing cube in the TV show. Oh God, he was Rubik. Yeah. Oh, oh, that that's an awful, awful cartoon. Oh, <laughs> oh, the one thing that I like. Ooh, 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 ooh. What is it? Oh, 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 oh. So he was—he was, he was oh, also oh. in a—he was also in a sitcom in the late seventies. Called Mr. T and Tina. Now, who do you think was in Mr. T and Tina? Besides him? Yeah. Uh, Mr. T. Uh, wrongo. Mr. T was Mr. Uh, T was played by Pat Morita of Karate Kid fame. His name was, was uh, Taro Takahashi. So I guess it was playing, I guess it was playing off of how popular Pat Morita was. When he was being on, when he was on Arnold and Happy Days, so they like they decided oh, to spend true. a year trying to figure out if they could make a show with him. Well, I was gonna say he was uh, that would be then because Mr. T wasn't until the eighties, and Karate Kid definitely wasn't until the eighties. So interesting. So he did a little sitcom work before he hit Cotter. Mm-hmm. Then he hit Cotter, which was a big hit. He was also on a TV um, show. I've never seen this, and I don't know how long it lasts. But there was a Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley Fawns hour on TV. On TV. Yes, there was. And I think it was like a cartoon. Yep, no, you, you are correct. Oy. Yeah, so. Yeah. The Fawns had a, had a dog, kind of like a Scooby-Doo character that ran around. <gasps> Did they jump a shark? Um, no, but they fought aliens. Oh my god! So, wanna... And that tells you they fought aliens. So um, it's a, a Google that one up, folks, because it's a it's something. Um, it was one of those ABC was I think ABC was the one all the shows were on, and I think they used it to fill like that last hour Saturday morning. You know that usually they put in like the Great Space Coaster or one of those lame ass shows. So I guess the last, like, like the last decent movie that he was in um, was Dickie Roberts' former child star. God, he was in that too. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Is Man, that any good? Is cry- that any good? Dickie Roberts' former child star. It's not bad. You gotta like David Spade. You know, don't expect. Uh, I watched a movie last night called Nature Calls on Netflix uh, with. It's about Boy Scouts with Johnny Knoxville and uh, Patton Oswalt. 
And uh, how was that? And it was Patrice O'Neill's like posthumous movie. And uh, oh god, who's the guy? Uh, who's the guy who is the bad guy in Dumber Dumber Two? Because I just invoked that. <laughs> oh. Dumber Dumber Two. It was uh, boodly, 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 boodly. He was from Kansas, actually. Um. Oh, wait, wait. Robert Riggle. Most Rob recent Riggle. Riggle. Rob Riggle. Oh, Riggle's in it. Rob Riggle's in it, too. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, like, yeah. Daryl Hammond's in it, too. And, uh, all right. Yeah. Oh, and um, Maura Tierney's in it, too. Anyway, um, movie's wow. not funny. It tries to be, but it's not right. funny. Anyway, there's your instant capsule Gonzo Guy review. The only, the only movie about scouting... Uh, that I want to watch is the wrong guys <laughs> with Louis Anderson, and there's at least there's at least one person out there who who's listening to this who will know what I'm talking about. The wrong guys. All right, so Louis. Anderson. Speaking of the wrong guys, um, oh, Snake, yeah, back to this. Uh, Soldier is is hanging out with a, this motley crew, and you heard mention of the the. Uh, I think they did the game or whatever. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta play the game. You gotta play the game, soldier. And he's like, "Yeah, whatever." I thought he was and, gonna wrestle Triple H. You know. Honestly, well, you gotta play the game. And then they had this creepy orderly guy come knock on the door, and he's like, "You ready?" And I was like, "Oh God, is this really? Good? <laughs> this, is this is gonna take a this dark." This is taking place in the shower. I'm like, is it, is the game? Is he gonna is he gonna have to do something to the orderly? Um, it's time to play the game. And so, uh, anyway, they put him in a wheelchair and they wheel him up to the roof and they say, "No, don't worry, this is how you play the game." Yada yada. And so they proceed to take all the guardrails off the roof, and all the patients are out of well, the rooms because you forgot, they. You forgot to mention, in between all this, he's just slinging one-liters at the psychiatrist lady. He's totally hitting on her the whole time. Oh yeah, well, he constant. He meets with the female psychiatrist who um, knows he's not crazy. But somehow ends up trying, he's to, trying to coach him his yeah. way. She's trying to coach him through how to keep staying in the facility. Meanwhile, she doesn't know that he's going to go up on the roof and play this game with the crazy guys. And he's just like um, checking, out, and he's just checking out her legs and her boobs and he's like just being totally... There's, there's machismos yeah, and then there's just creepy. This guy was creepy. Creepy. He was he was just creepy, and then uh, he's throwing stuff at her. Uh, that happens. There'll be more, but we'll get to that clip of that in a minute. So. Oh oh oh! But no. Ooh, but ooh 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 ooh. What is that? Yes, Mike Shack. So um, while they're in there, some crazy A comes in with a knife. He's like, "I've had it. I can't take it anymore." <laughs> oh, and so he disarms the guy. Oh, no, he doesn't disarm the guy. See, that's he's like. He's like, yeah, I understand what you're doing. Yeah, but this, but he's oh, like, oh, no, that knife's not going to do. That, that's not, here, I got a knife. It's sweet as steel. Here you go. I got this. Uh, you know what? Here, let's just go. We're going to go right back to that because <laughs> I clipped it. Because he's so, like, he's like I got go. something you like. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's Soldier in the office talking to the uh, female psychiatrist, and it will lead to the knife discussion. Well, maybe he should be here. But until then, how about you? Do you think you belong in a mental institution? It doesn't make any difference to me. 
He was looking at her Look, legs. Let me rephrase the question. Are you crazy, Mr. Kelly? No. Well, if you're not crazy and you don't belong here, where do you belong? In jail. I killed four people, you know. From what I understand, you felt they were responsible for the death of two kids who were under your supervision. Selling drugs is bad enough. But cutting it with poison. I like the bird chirpy noise. Let me ask you something. This is where this is where I wrote down in my notes that he was the Ben Stein of action heroes. <laughs> Don't you want to cut it out? Yes, but we do it within the legal bounds of our profession. What about dry eyes, itchy eyes? Why you overstepped your bounds? Oh, here we go. I want you bloody red. Just calm down, Trevor. Trevor, I'm going to kill you, bitch. Look, I understand your anger, but why don't you let me go and we can talk about this? No. First, I'm going to cut off your. I'm going to cut them off. I'm going to. <laughs> Trevor, you're not going to cut anything. Shut up! Mr. Kelly, I think we should just stay out of this. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm serious. You're not gonna cut shit with that knife, Trevor. That blade would break on the first slice. Trevor! Apple, slice a few carrots, maybe. To do the kind of damage you want to do, you need a real knife, man. I'm talking sweet steel. Handle. A six-inch blade, or eight inches, that's even better. Yeah. I mean, you look like the kind of guy who could really appreciate a good knife, you know? <laughs> yeah, I used to have a real nice one. Oh, the crumbs took it away. Hey, I got something you might like. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't have any money. Oh, that's okay. Boom! Uppercuts! Bam. Trevor, you keep this up and I'm not going to help you get better. <laughs> So I think it was around it was around this point where I knew the movie I I didn't suspect the movie would get ridiculous as it did, but I was like, okay, something's happening here. Well, I mean, so far, he, okay, he's in the mental institution. There's a little bit of gang guys going to play some game that's got some weird implications to it. Okay, it's still kind of a cop movie. Now he goes up on the roof in the wheelchair. They start taking down rails. No one. There's one orderly on duty. Who apparently they paid off. Um, he uh, then gets put in this wheelchair, and he finds out he's got to fight this Mongo character. Isn't Mongo? Did they go ahead and just use Mongo? Uh, no, he's got a different name. He's got a different name, but he's a big. It's, he's a uh, guy. It's guy. He's a guy. Oh yeah, excuse me, Goliath. <laughs> so Goliath is the guy they stuffed a bunch of padding in the t-shirt. And a button-up shirt, and gave him like a crow magnet eyebrow. It was kind of like the final. Um, it was kind of like the final of boss in um, the um, not Fist of the North Star, but uh, uh, Ricky O. The story of Ricky. He kind of looks the like uh, if you ever played Double Dragon, he looks like the Bobo. <laughs> ah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga flame. Did yeah. I went I went pretty deep for that one. So um, 
Anyway, so anyway, they take the guardrails off. No one's the wiser. Apparently, patients can die at this place, and no one cares because um, this appears to be a regular event. And so they basically are in a wheelchair where they put one leg up, and they put like a bedpan or something on it, some kind of metal shoe on it. And so they put one on Soldier, and they put oh, one on. And Goliath. then somebody says, "Somebody says you've had your phone. It's been a slice." Yeah. Oh, I have God, no idea what that means. Here we go. Here's Benediction by the world's famous evangelist, the former star of the TV show. Oh, here's the minister, so you might as well get some of this. Thank you, Brother Weasel. We thank you for giving us, your unworthy servants, the opportunity to be in this place of healing. And we thank you for giving us arms and legs and muscles so that we may compete in events such as these. But most of all, we thank you for putting strong hearts in our breasts and breasts on our women, round, voluptuous breasts with nipples stand erect and velvet skin thighs that wrap around us as we thrust and thrust and thrust and feel those tits jagged those huge bouncing moves great love the flesh I love tits yeah and then this question it was like okay I was waiting for the wah 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 And they've got even rigged up party lights and stuff. I, I want you to know all, all the money, a lot of it's on the other guy. Yeah, but we're your friends. We put our bucks on you. Yeah, so don't lose that. So basically, they fought in a wheelchair fight, and then it got to the point where uh, Lorenzo Lamas was like, um, Lorenzo Lamas was like, he, he headed toward the ledge, but then he grabbed onto, like, a pole on the ledge and swung back around, but Goliath just couldn't keep up. And he felt he was hanging by a thread, and they wanted him to stomp on his feet and kick him off. But he picked him up, and he saved and him. Instead, he, he saved Goliath, which we'll come back to later, foreshadowing. Yes, uh, obviously, uh, yes. So the winner, his big prize is that they tell him how to sneak out of the insane asylum at night to take care of killing drug dealers. Mm-hmm. Which involves crawling, which, as you would think, involves crawling through the vents. I'm gonna say, if I'm, designing, if I'm if I'm designing like um, central air to a building, like, yes. do I want to make vents big enough that people can call, crawl through? I don't get that. It should be noted, vents big enough that two people can crawl through them and pass each other in said vents. Which is what exactly because happens. Yeah. <laughs> On his way out through the vents, he passes a hooker and a pizza. I like the hooker. The hooker was funny. He's like, uh, here, I'm just, it's a it's a short enough bit that we'll go ahead and just Why play. Don't you come up so he's in the vent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. He's in the vent, crawling around. Fair enough. He's sneaking out through the vent.
He's a little lost. There's a hooker in the vent, whatever. He gives her a little glance behind. And, okay, now he's gonna get out, right? Pizza coming through. Should put a traffic light in here. Oh. Yeah, there's humor. So, um, the box described it as lethal weapon-ish. So that's about all you get. So then the vent, he crawls out. It's conveniently like ground level and in the alley where there's nobody around. Thankfully, they don't have to explain that later on because he, after that point, it's just assumed that he gets out whatever the fuck he wants. They, well, I mean, to some extent, the saves us all time. We don't have to come up with a crazy cast of characters that he can run into in the vent. But uh, so periodically, he's just out at night and you just have to assume he took the vent out. Um, he then proceeds to, like, uh, low-level drug dealer number one, and he rigs up some kind of shit with his car. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You, But now he introduced the big bad, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, he's a real douche. I, I mean, the... the only thing I remember him saying is that, if I find out you lied to me, you fucks, I'll tear off your heads and shit in your necks, okay? And uh, give my best give my yeah. best to your mama. He's, he's kind of... <laughs> He is a mob boss for he is he's supposed to be because he keeps thinking as the drug buster is killing his crews and things he's thinking or excuse me the snake eater or the drug buster or soldier whatever you want to call him uh, he's thinking it's like the Gambini family or something actually that might be the name from Godfather I don't know he thinks it's the other mob family who's selling poison drugs I don't know. So he's selling uh, drugs cut with rat poison for whatever reason, making money apparently. Uh, at this point, you don't know it, but he sneaks out and he is gonna. He finds the like the first street dealer guy. He's he's kind of a mid. He's like a mid management drug dealer. He's got a nice car, might be a pimp. We don't know. Uh, but he goes ahead and he runs like he does some ma- works some magic on his car while he's while he's away, and. Uh, God, what happens? He basically chases the guy back there and ends up getting impaled in his car because he rigs up some kind of giant metal spike that flies through his windshield and kills him in about the span of 10 minutes. So he kills that drug dealer. Oh, we forgot about the doppelganger. Well, okay, so after that, I have you pump, we dump, and then I have this comment. Who says this? Help me out with this. Who says, does Little Red Riding Hood like to get eaten? Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Soldier. It's either Soldier or Lamar. It's probably it's Lamar. Because I, I said afterwards um, that they're like sneaking into the uh, drug city, and then the people are burning. Um. So um, basically, um, 
he sneaks out at one point, but they bring in a guy who looks like oh, him, okay. and they trade. And he smokes a cigar and reads the paper while soldiers out. And he does, comes in every night to do this, apparently. Uh, let's see what we got here. So he finds drug dealer's car. He's going to... Here comes Lamar around the corner for some reason. He's trying to get this drug dealer for whatever reason, too. I think we're getting to your line here. He says, no, get away from the car. I rigged it with something, blah, 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 blah. Drug dealer comes back. Gets in the car. And then this big metal rod comes flying down. Kills him. And for some reason they go back to the scene of the crime. He opens the door, not checking for prints. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All do was off the sucker. What the hell are you doing here? Look, hold the bus, soldier. You ain't the only one who wants revenge. My little sister Nikki's still in a coma. And I'm going to drop every one of these cocksuckers. Yeah, right, here it is. You're right. Let's see. I think it's, I think it's uh, Speedboat. Anyway, so they drive away. It's in the movie, so... It's, there it's are in some, there. Let, let me see. just say there's some quotable quotables in this movie. Wait. We're wasting our time on these lowlights, man. At this rate, we're going to wipe out half the ghetto. What are you talking about? I'm talking about let's go after the real big boys. I'm down. Speedboat, listen to me. Listen good. Yeah. I got this whole thing figured out, man. I don't want you getting yourself getting yourself killed. Acting. Just my way. Okay. Man, who are you talking to with that shit? You supposed to be locked up with people ain't wrapped too tight. If any using's going on, it's gonna be me using you. You want screwed up individuals, speedboat, you know that? Anyway, it's in there. Trust us. Uh, anyway, anyway, we find out that his so, sister, one of his sisters, is also sleeping with the uh, drug lord guy. He is, uh, yeah, his one sister's in a coma. His other sister is kind of a hooker, I guess. <laughs> she's a hooker. All right, yeah. come on. So anyway, she's kind of a hooker. Uh, so their first thing to do is she is getting information from the main mob guy. She's kind of like his number one girl. And so she's feeding that information to Speedboat. Speedboat poses as Soldier's lawyer in the clink. Uh, he comes in, gives him the information. He gets his body double. They sneak out. And now he's sneaking out during the day because he's a little more bold. And they uh, get a plumbing van with a guy like actively plunging a toilet on top. Uh, and it's like plumbing and fire extinguishers for some reason. <laughs> And so they first go to the warehouse where they're like processing the the bad drugs, and they say they're the, they want to get into the secret back room and put these fire extinguishers. Oh wait, up. wait. So before they go out though, the one guy, the crazy evangelist guy that he was talking to, I guess like whatever. They're like doing whatever and hanging out. But I remember the evangelist guy wearing a t shirt that says "Evangelists do more than lay people." <laughs> 
And that was amazing. There you go. Uh, anyway, sorry, so I had to break in with that. Ooh, 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 no, ooh, ooh. Meanwhile, they get they get the okay to put these fire extinguishers everywhere, and they're spraying some on the floor. And they basically use it to blow up the. I said it was the. Uh, the I said it was like the two stooges with bombs and stuff. Yeah, so they they kind of like yeah, we'll change the fire extinguishers, and then they do that. They blow up the warehouse. Um, the mob boss doesn't care for it. Um, let's see. Wait, you know what? Here's the, I think I got the mob boss on tape right here. He just gave me a little taste. Okay, his place is on tape. It's on tape. And they load the fire extinguishers with more, <laughs> with like flammable material, and this guy just set the other guy on fire. Actually, it's not a bad little stunt set. Here we go. Ooh, and they did a checker fade, Open, by the Mr. way. Councilman, they got the whole goddamn warehouse. $11 million of inventory. No, you jerk. It wasn't noodles. Look, I want a full police investigation. Hey, why the hell not? I pay taxes, and I pay you, Papagolas. I want those cops investigating. I want to find out who's doing this to me. And you can start with the Fabrini family. Fabrini's. There we go. Thank you. Okay, good. My best to Ethel. Asshole. Yeah, I have that in my notes. My best to Ethel, asshole. And then uh, Speedboat sister is kind of his main squeeze, and he slaps her and is like, don't cross me or I'll do more than slap you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Speedboat is concerned his sister's getting too close. Uh, <sighs> then comes the laxatives. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is where I thought, this is where I was like, this is like a Tex Avery cartoon, because now it's just super ridiculous. Um, he basically befriends one of the inmates to get him a bunch of materials, some of which is explosive, some of which is, and then like the last thing is a bottle of laxatives, and you're like, what the and I said it was like, I Everything said it was else. like some MacGyver bomb stuff. Uh, well, I was like, okay, maybe there's something in laxative that'll make, you know, you can use for an explosive. I but they roll, they're rolled that. into, the, so they're rolled into the restaurant, and they're like, uh, we're food inspectors. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and they are food inspectors, but they are dressed like French foreign leaders. They have hats and navy trench coat. It's I, food inspectors. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, getting into it. So basically, when so, uh, there's a restaurant where they got laundered money. But how did they know it was only him that was going to eat food in that restaurant? Well, apparently they the inside scoop from his sister was that, and I, I'm I'm reading in this. Uh, I'll bit, take it because I couldn't figure there, it out. I couldn't figure it out, so I'll take. It. He goes. This guy goes there every week to do the money exchange or cook the books or whatever. And in return, he get they like feed him a big meal. He gets the restaurant to himself. They do their business, and he always eats when he's there. Mm. And they knew that he always eats. And so they pose as food inspectors, go to this restaurant, and they they dose the sauce with, like, the whole bottle of laxative and proceed to leave. Now, in the meantime, uh, Speedboat dosed the sauce. Soldier goes in the bathroom. He changes that little floaty ball that's inside the toilet tank. And somehow it's like it's, it's like with a one... coconut martini or something. I don't know what the hell that is. Or something. And he's he well, I think he's glued two ashtrays together, and he replaces the ball. He rigs up an explosion in the back of the toilet, knowing the guy's gonna have to go in there and take a dump. 
Um, and so he rigs this thing up. We really don't know how explosive it's going to be. It's some of my, some of my guy bonus, uh, And uh, so the guy goes in there. Let's see here. Wait, wait a minute. Here we go. Where is he? We'll get a little more of the mob boss, too, because the bathroom. Let's see if we can find just. There we go. <clears throat> and he's eating his food. And here we go. What is it, Bruno? I don't feel so good. He's taking the suitcase of money with him to the bathroom. give him a point for not going the complete toilet route of putting in fart sounds or I should deduct a point for them not putting in farts because uh, that's about in my short. notes right after that I said I said I guess you really had to go you could have called me yeah, I would have uh, hooked you up you can write this the, the fourth one the reboot so hang on here we go here's the boss pricks I think we should take out the whole bunch of them you get Manny, you get that restaurant guy, you find those two inspectors, you tear the city apart if you have to. Well, get the hell out of here. Got a very blue office. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. They're investigating this stuff. Meanwhile, the, the gang of uh, inmates is trying to read a law book and get Soldier out of the thing anyway or help him coach his way through some kind of mental illness which he does successfully to stay in the joint um that's where he gets put in yeah he basically goes to uh oh god it just gets so convoluted he goes to sneak out he they finally catch on and lock him in a room but then they get him out and then uh Goliath like knocks out somebody for him so he can get away. Uh, meanwhile, oh god, they kidnap Speedboat. Uh, they pick up Speedboat because I somehow they figured it out it doesn't matter, uh, and they proceed to beat the shit out of them in this like mansion. And meanwhile. Oh, Snake Eater finally gets out of jail and he makes his way to the house and he starts putting the hose on the cameras and all the crazy stuff to get in the house. Um, yada, yada. Some shit happens. He gets in there. He starts using his homemade bombs. He frees Speedboat. Um, he kills the fat bodyguard. Um, he and Speedboat uh, then lock the drug the drug dealer and the family. Man, God, this all gets so complete. Anyway, oh, the whoa, main whoa, bad okay. guy so, has a bunch so, of other bad. Wait, wait, so uh, Goliath helps him out, right? Goliath gets him out of the. Do you help Goliath? He gets caught. Now Goliath helped you. Oh God. Oh, let's see if I can find old Goliath. Basically, he gets caught coming out of the joint, and they're gonna put him. Uh, in like solitary or something, but Goliath gets him yeah. out. Yeah, and then the, the fat yeah. ass henchman, which I don't understand why. Like, why is some guy some guy that's as orca fat as that henchman was like intimidating or or like physically like like threatening? 
ridiculous. Because he was just a fat ass. That's all he was. But they like they. He was a fat guy. With yeah, a beard. pretty much a fat guy with a beard and a and a body, ponytail is balding, which is really just like. In a hoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> just make sure you use kind of a muscle. Here's the Goliath scene, just for points. Goliath's not allowed out. He's he's choking the guard out, and top of that, Goliath is just a skinny guy with Patty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, so like, uh, Lawrence Lamas is stuck in a room with Fat Guy. Um, oh no, no, Lamar is stuck. He's captured. So like, uh, so like, Lawrence Lamas soldier tries to rescue him, and they get into a fight. It's kind of like wrestling, but then the aquarium went down, and of course. Uh, it, and then in the great late 80s, early 90s trope, uh, because water is on the floor, doesn't matter what you're wearing or what's going on, you can instantly break a light bulb and then stick it in the water and, like, shock the guy to death, which was awesome. That fat ass jiggled so well, and he, like, died. It was cool. So he's standing in the fish water. They break a lamp, throw it in there. The guy gets electrocuted. Um, that takes care of him. Speedboat, despite be having the crud beat out of him for hours, you know, just has a cut on his face, and they both seamlessly get their shirts ripped off to show their physiques, and uh, they proceed to use his homemade bombs to wreak mm-hmm. havoc, and uh, the meeting of the crime boss and some other crime family They're like in a, is going on. They're like in a panic room, pretty much. They're like in the super, he's like, don't worry, I have all the security blah, 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 I got this door. And so he, like, seals them in. He's like, we're going to seal in. My guys will take care of those two bastards. Don't worry about it. And so they keep having their meeting. And the, Lorenzo Lamas has cut the phone line. So he tries calling, and he acts like he's talking to people, but he knows there's no phone line. But they're sealed in, so they're safe. Uh, then they get they find, the like, the, the broom closet, I guess, next adjacent, panic room adjacent broom closet. Oh, and it's got just buckets, call me, just call me, just cocaine. call me Johnny Law, and then like one of the guys says, "Does shit stink?" <laughs> uh, and that comes up about seven times. In the yeah, I, ha- I had to put it in there. So I had to ask, why the hell are they going shirtless? Did you find out when they're going shirtless? Well, at least Speedboat was getting beat up, and his shirt was torn. Okay, but why did they both take uh, off their shirts? Was it were they using their the shirts end. to kind of like? Not inhale the drugs. There you go. That was the semi-logical reason for them. But really, it was just for them to be all sweaty and like bulging and stuff. Sure. And you know, in their defense, uh, Speedboat was probably in better shape than Lorenzo. I wasn't really checking, but I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm secure. I'm secure enough in my manhood. I can say. Ooh! 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 Um, so he, uh, they find they're in the cl- room closet, which apparently the room is secure except for the vents, as is everything in this movie. And uh, they take the poison drugs, and they start dumping it into the ventilation system, and magically find the controls that can crank the fan up to some. Yeah, I was level. saying that's like one hell of an AC system. It was like, how does that even work? Because <laughs> they just crank maybe. 
<laughs> so it's like they're putting it in the vent. Okay, it'll blow in there, and then it's blown in slowly. And the guys are kind of like, "What's going on?" They're coughing. Like let us out, and they and he put his gun in the uh, super sealed door so they can't open it, and uh, they keep dumping it in. They're like, let's do more, and they turn the fan up, and they basically just poison drug them to death. And uh, the, eventually, they walk around shirtless and are hanging out, smoking cigar. And the police show up. They open the door, and crime boss number one's like frozen to the door, and he just falls out. But first, he's like, they're like, don't go in there. And then he's like all upset and he comes away and the female cop comes up and she's like, what's going on? And he's like, he's like, don't go in there, which I'm going to go ahead and pull that scene up because it's just stupid. And it should be, it's a fitting end to this film. Well, I, I did have one like lingering question after that. Here we go. So here comes the cop. You're goddamn right I want to go in there. No, you don't. And they're shirtless laying on the balcony. He opens the door. <laughs> Room's covered in poison drugs, dead mobsters everywhere. <laughs> Apparently it's a cement door now, even though it's metal. Uh, your your note. Oh, so I so the coda to the movie. Everybody's all celebrating and stuff. But the one thing that was bothering me is like, why the hell is the loony bin also handling actual medical patients? There's like a wing in the medical hospital <laughs> where like people are actually injured at them. I don't think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, speedboat and soldier are like in the same hospital, and it's also the mental asylum. And that, that doesn't sound good to me. I don't know why. I just some of my spidey senses are tingling with that one. But meanwhile, he's still talking to the psychiatrist, and his buddies all do the old, um, you know, head through the doorway like one, two, three, four, stacked on top of each other. And the movie ends as oddly as it had gone with the little gang of crazy knuckleheads. Oh God! Dancing. No! Oh God! Gospel music. That was the worst ending ever. Jonathan J. Kelly, not guilty by reason of insanity. It uh, it calls you unfit to stand trial and remands you for an indefinite period to this medical facility for rehabilitation. Well, soldier, we've got a lot of work ahead of us. You're the doc. As this starts, these guys back away from the door, and they begin dancing to the music as they go down the hallway. Highway to Heaven, I believe, is the song.
Anyway, and they do the little zoom in with the circle where it closes at the end like a lens. So uh, that is the end of Snake Eater 2. Yeah, they dance down the hall for a bit there. Uh, and apparently he's just going to stay in the mental asylum and hit on the doctor indefinitely. So. Well, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Tune in to Snake Eater 3 to see what happens next. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. I'll have to watch Snake Eater 3 to find out how he gets out of that pickle. I'm going to guess it's through an air vent. <laughs> yeah, I think the moral of this story is don't build egregiously large air vents. And you're going to be okay. No. It's, and and people can't crawl through them. and You know, maybe hire more than one orderly at your county mental health facility. Well, you said county. That's all you had to... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right, I'm just saying. So, um, anyway, that's Snake Eater Show. Everybody watch um, this movie. Yeah. Seriously? Watch this movie. Yeah, you can. It's very, it's very watchable. They, it's um, like you figure it was serious for the first half hour, and then they just went on a wacky, zany route that none, like Tim nor I, expected. And it was, it made swallow. It was like, it was like coating a bitter pill and some sweet honey to be able to swallow it. So it is completely worth it. As I was watching it, I thought, okay, this is gonna be kind of a dull, cheap, bad cop movie. And then I was like, oh. I wouldn't have thought that would happen. Oh, I didn't think that would happen. Hey, they just blew up a guy on a toilet. Okay. And anyway, so you end up watching the whole thing, and it's like an hour and 27 minutes, I think. It's not. It's it's mercifully short. Uh, not mercifully short. It's actually pretty watchable. So I'd recommend Snake Eater 2. I will let you know what we think of Snake Eater 1 and 3 once we see them. Um, and... Uh, I think that's all there's to say about it. I mean, you definitely don't have to fast forward it, and you can't fast forward it if you watch it. Don't fast forward but, uh, it. Is, this is a gem of a movie. I don't even know about the first one. This makes me want to want to fill out the trilogy. I want to see the third one with Bam Bam Bigelow, and then I want to see the first one with Ooh, 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 Ooh. Torchy, Torchy, in a different, maybe a different, slightly different role. Yeah, I want to see how they explain away the fact that now his... What might be his like special forces unit brother is in the same place that he doesn't even acknowledge him. I want to. I'm guessing that's what happened. Maybe in the first. So I'm like, I I'm, I I want to see the rest of this trilogy. I think that Torchy is going to be like a firebug in the first movie, and he'll just like live on. He'll be like a guy who gets information from as a cop. I feel like he's the guy that does all the Molotov cocktails. Yeah, I think he's going to help him make bombs in the first movie. Oh, 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 But, uh, anyway, that's... We need our own laugh track, by the way. I just want to point that out. Consider it in the works. In the works. In the works. I'll get with my sound guy on that. Anyway, says Negator 2. I think we uh, what what better way to kick off season what season are we in by the way three four uh, three four doesn't matter how many Christmas Gonzo's. how many Christmas episodes do we have three what season four? I can tell you we have officially started season four if you can believe it I know we cracked thirty episodes so this would be uh, season four one through ten ten through twenty twenty through thirty well, so no, yeah, we did this uh, we did this when I when I relocated right so this is season four right now this is we're yeah. this is well, season four of the Gonzo guys this is 
and this will be officially episode, Epidose, excuse me, Epidose 37. And I don't know if we have a name for this sucker yet, do we? Do we find a... Uh, I, I'm not, I, I, gonna... I have some ideas, but I don't want to put curse words in the Twitter feed. No, we probably can't do that, but... Uh... Uh, oh, um, I could say <laughs> Rue McClanahan is trapped. <laughs> 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 I think that that Rick Clanahan has nothing to do with this movie. It doesn't matter. We could, we could discuss that. We discussed uh, after the show. Rick Clanahan so. is trapped. Episode Epidose thirty-seven. Yep. Rick Clanahan is uh, trapped. So finally, and, uh, what else? So we got uh, on the outro. Um, I want to say this: it's, it's everybody should. Find the Indiegogo campaign for the Broken Lizard. They're going to do a Super Troopers 2. They need to raise money. So find that. Go do that. It looks funny. Uh, Everybody do that. We are not getting paid by them. I'm just saying everybody needs to put some money into that so we can see Super Troopers 2. Yeah, and then uh, if do that. Use our Reddit. Post on Facebook. You know, you know, the you know in fact, I um, don't have the link to that. So if someone could post a link to that to the Reddit page, that'd be fan- fantastic. Reddit page or the face, wherever you want to put it. Just, you know, throw it on our page. Oh, and uh, and uh, it will be, uh, this is the start of our fourth season, so you'll be hearing from us regularly. Uh, what uh, What should we, um, well, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's uh, Twitter at Gonzo Guys, Facebook Gonzo Guys, and now slash R at Gonzo Guys on the Reddit uh, we have uh, prizes to give. Freshly acquired from South by Southwest. Uh, we love you, Rob. We South. love you, Rob. But we want somebody else to win it. So uh, we will take suggestions from whoever. So you, you know, you, you may or may not see a feature presentation uh, tournament bracket coming up in the near future. We gotta see. We gotta see what. Uh, yeah, feature presentation. If you know of others besides the HBO and the Paramount Home Video one, start sending them to us. Post them on Facebook. Post YouTube clips of them, and we'll put it on the Facebook. Put it on the Reddit. Put it on the subreddit. We'll grab them. We'll figure out what to do. And uh, I think that's all we got. Uh, Snake Eater Two, the Drug Buster. Don't fast forward it. Watch it, and actually, and, uh, without seeing the other two, you should watch the whole trilogy. Yeah, watch the whole trilogy because I, I feel safe that those are those are good enough. So, Soldier makes me feel safe. Soldier makes me feel safe. Ooh, that's also a good time. Uh, no, no, no. Rue McClanahan is trapped. Yeah, well, that's right. So we'll. I think this will. We're gonna go ahead and just take the theme song from Cotter. So. Uh, you know, I miss the slide whistle the most. Yeah.